recording. See that? Okay, the numbers are going. Yes. The numbers are going. We, um, if we, we don't have, get files on this, I'm suing Zoom. Not me. I'm going to sue them out of existence. Zoom PodTrack P4 model. I thought it wasn't going to be there. Welcome to Go Additive, where your hosts combine their real-world professional 3D printing experience to deliver valuable opinions that will help you peer behind the curtain of the additive industry. And now, Go Engineer's own Tyler Reed and Tate Brown. The YouTubers don't get this. No, they don't. It's the best part of the show. Yeah, you never know what we're doing right now. <laughs> I feel like that didn't hit as hard today. Whoa. Was, was the volume turned down? No, it's your attitude that's turned down. <laughs> my, my ears are just closing up. Yeah, I don't like it. Tyler had a heavy lunch uh, today. Yeah, about so, uh, 40 minutes ago. I'm going to go ahead and plug your headphones all the way in. Oh, that would for probably you. explain everything. Yeah, Thanks. it's been a problem the last couple times. <laughs> I, I'm not strong enough to, to plug the headphone jack in any longer. He's losing his strength. I'm getting weaker by the day. Uh, it was brought to our attention today by a couple of Jebs that we've been slacking. According to them. Well. According to We've recorded. And you. Yeah. I think we agree. Uh-huh. Yeah. So print heads, devout print heads. I want to offer an apology. Tyler, of course, doesn't apologize for I'm, anything. I'm not going to apologize. Um, we'll do better. I think we've definitely, like, things speed up a lot around here, end of the year. C come on, man. They do. Let's just admit it. It's As a busy time of year for us. We're trying to get last-minute deals out the door, make everybody happy. It's tough. Oh this my. is making me I don't even, sick. Dude, whatever. This is making me sick. You so why? Because it's an excuse? Does I, it seem like an excuse to you? Wanna, this is real. I never want to be the person that has to say, we'll do better. Oh, you don't want to be like Liver King? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just put me in a dark room. Can you bleep this out? <laughs> <laughs> don't go bleep watch, it go, out. Go watch the video. I don't. Yeah. The Liver King video? Yeah. Just do it. <laughs> no. You've got the beard right now, actually. I've got a lot of what he's got. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. Including, including the, the $6,000 a month roid therapy <laughs> that he's on. I think that's an, uh, that, that's an underestimate. Is but it? I, yeah. That's a he did, big it, habit. From those emails, you could see though, he made a plan and he executed on it. Everything else aside. He was successful. He was successful in what he set out to do. He was deceptive throughout the process repeatedly and blatantly. Uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, it's not easy to build. This a, is the theme of our conversation that we were having <laughs> oh, yeah, off air is. just a minute ago. It is, right. Yeah, that's true. What, what are you willing to do for clicks? I don't like it. What are you willing to do for money? I'm not a slave for clicks. You sub channel that I despise. <laughs> And it's all about clicks. It's not even. It's all about clicks. I do the content but is, I... ugh, a self-aggrandizing, disgusting human being. Just kidding. Whoa. He's not a disgusting human. being. I was being. gonna say you could name this channel, but I, now I don't think you can. I'm not gonna. No. I the it content can it was, be decent. It was a previous YouTube of the day. It's the attitude of this particular individual, and just you can tell he just gets such a rise off of like 
yeah being the do-gooder yeah and like the hero he really loves it like yeah. there's no way he could ever do something good and not film it and not get the clicks and the views that he's entitled to you gonna yeah. stand up for him no okay i'm just gonna say like we, you and i agree completely it's just i give him somewhat of a pass but you like it but i like it <laughs> he gives he does good content okay so i don't know all right yeah that's we're definitely not talking about the rocket man no did you see he's so cool his santa video no he dresses up as santa and gets on his (laughs) rocket sleigh how awesome is that that? guy is so cool (laughs) he is cool 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 yeah uh he's definitely not in it for the clicks but you know he likes making people's day but he's not in it for the clicks i like that yeah um okay fine you know i won't apologize for anything then because i haven't used any steroids that I know of. Have you used any podcast uh, in performing enhancing drugs? No, <laughs> definitely not. If you can count an empanada, <laughs> which seems to be making you lacking today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My brain is. Gets all fogged up when he has beef. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Okay. Chimney. All right. Well, welcome to the podcast. This is episode 58. Is it really? Episode 58. Oh, wow. Yeah. It seems um, like we were at 57 about eight weeks ago. uh Uh-huh. Wow. That's true. We're cooking. We're ending the year nicely. Yeah. Um, I bet we could squeeze in at least one more. Maybe. Perhaps. Yeah. We'll try. Um, Anyway, anything new with the projects this year? This could be basically like almost a year in review. I was not prepared to reach that far back. You didn't want to? Uh, Well, is it done or not? The year? No, not the year. Your yard. No, not even close. <laughs> <laughs> and now the ground's you, frozen. Yeah. You can't. So it, no it concrete. Actually, um, I did pour some concrete. I put a concrete blanket over it. But digging in, in frozen ground doesn't work. It doesn't matter how much hydraulic power you have. You cannot dig in frozen ground. With your mini X. With a full-size excavator, you could do it. You really don't want to. It's bad for the equipment. Mm. It's hard. It's Some it's, people got to keep working, you know, winter or not. Yeah, I mean, big, big stuff. Yeah, but and once you get down below the frost line, it's not too bad. But here in Utah, the first 12 to 15 inches of the ground are frozen solid now. No. Yeah. Already? Yeah. Hmm. Well... I won't be doing any yard work anytime soon. I will say this. I'm about to switch over to an electric lawnmower. I'm waiting for those babies to go oh, on really? sale what are you like midwinter. Get? I don't know. Oh, you're on know. cobalt though, right? I, I did invest in cobalt hand tools, but I'm I'm willing to go like you off. Don't, you don't have any yard tools yet? I have a weed whipper, a cobalt weed whipper. Is that what you call that thing? Yeah. I picked that up when I worked at the golf course. Wow. I was back many, many eons ago. I used to work for I've, a, a I've golf course. I've heard many names for those. Weed Whipper. But never Weed Whipper. Yeah. Huh. Now you're not going to be able to not mm. use it, the Weed Whipper. No, I think I'll, I think I'll be able to. Okay, fine. Whatever. So I, uh, I do have an electric Weed Whipper, cordless. Yeah. I had one with cord for a long time. <laughs> it came with the house. I was like, yeah, yeah I'll use this rather yeah. than go buy one. Not fun. I have a corded electric chainsaw. Oh, that's awful. It's weird. Yeah, I don't like that. Cordless is the way to go. But I think I'm going to go. I'm willing to be brand agnostic and just 
you know, I have enough batteries for cobalt and for my hand tools. I'm not like, yeah, I'm not in it, in it for the batteries. And I've been happy with everything I have yeah. so far, but ready to. I, we talked about it, but I went for yard tools. I went with Ryobi because they had a good selection. Ego. Ego has a great selection. And they're actually cheaper than the cobalt stuff, too. For real? Mm-hmm. The wow. replacement batteries may not be. Cobalt's you know, pretty and that, proud of those, I guess. I don't know. Is Evo, Ego they're is nice tools. Cheap. Yeah, Ego Ego's prices come down, though, I think, I, with I all think, the competitors. Because they used oh, to be really? like one of the first ones yeah. that had electric lawnmowers and all that yeah. stuff. I think they've dropped price. And their battery technology does stand out, in my mind. You've bought stuff to reverse engineer out of their batteries i just remembered what was the thing did i yeah you bought you you told me you bought this tool because you're just gonna pull the battery and motor or something from it oh you were, you were we, gonna build we were something talking about uh my uh my manual lawnmower. oh that's right and we i remember a, and you never did that no gosh dang it i ended up yeah no i ended up buying a ryobi lawnmower and i was gonna gut it but now I'm ripping my lawn out, so I'm not going to do any of that. No lawn. You've I'm going fully clover. committed to the dirt. I'm going farm. clover. Clover. Oh, okay, that's yeah. cute. Nice. All right, makes sense with the beard and everything. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just messing with the you. The thing with the lawn is, is, I had to weed the lawn. It was stupid. Well, you know, you can uh, do things to uh, counteract that. Not on my property. Oh, okay. Not on my property. Okay. So I got. It. I'm out there weeding the lawn because the grass doesn't. Choke it out. Choke out the native foliage. Mm. I'm hoping you got to spray it out. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew you wouldn't. Um, I did a project recently that oh. I feel pretty proud of. Oh yes. Yeah, my welding cart. I uh, I turned a file cabinet into a welding cart, or I turned a welding cart into a drawer <laughs> adorning. That makes it sound so ghetto. <laughs> It's a very nice welding cart that I designed it. I 3D modeled it and everything. Yeah. I executed the model on a fixture table. I welded it all up. It turned out really nice. The frame. When you model that stuff, do you use weldments in SolidWorks? No. Really? Uh, occasionally, but not on this project. Why not? Um, I actually didn't even use SolidWorks on this one. What'd you use? Uh, Fusion 360. Uh. I know. I know. Not popular. <laughs> not popular around here. No. <laughs> I do feel like it's... I have my use cases. Like I know when I like to use it. Yeah. Um, I have the Fusion 360 app. It links up. I can look at it on my phone. I can take measurements on my phone. You that sort of thing drawings? is useful. No, I'm wow. not gonna. Okay. No. Okay. Uh, anyway, this thing turned out really nice. But the bottom compartment area, I was just gonna make into like a standard like metal drawer, and I realized very quickly that the drawer was going to cost more than the whole project. And I'm like, this is the <laughs> dumbest thing I've ever done. Why did I do this? And so I started looking for like cheap alternatives and I found uh, toolboxes, like a handheld toolbox that had like a three drawer setup on it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's what I'll do. I'll just, uh, I'll gut one of those or I'll cut the top off it and weld it in. And it wasn't quite deep enough. So I was losing some volume and I got online, started looking for some steel drawers that were just, I don't know. I was hoping for just some sheet metal yeah. that I could cut to size. And uh, I found file cabinets. And I was like, dude, I should have thought of that before because it's got the big, long slider on it. Yeah. File cabinets are designed to come all the way out. And they and extend a ton. Hold a lot of weight. Yes. So I was like, that's perfect. So I bought a file. I actually didn't even have to buy it. Someone was giving them away for free. So I went by, picked them up, 
stole the slides out you of it. You got more than what you wanted. I got two, <laughs> two extra file cabinets. I don't yeah. know what I'm going to do with. Um, but I shrunk down the slides. I shrunk everything down so that it fit in that slot. And yeah. now I've got a sweet drawer on my, uh, on my welding car. Yeah, I like She's that. almost done. I painted it. Oh, yeah. In the freezing cold. How'd that work out? The paint seems to be sticking. So mm. I think I'm okay. Nice. Paint doesn't like to fly in 30 degree weather, but. And you spray with the HVLP? I don't know. Did you spray paint? Yeah. Oh, not a paint gun. No. I've never used a paint gun. I'll tell I've you. I've used a paint gun, but I've never had a paint gun set up at my house. Oh, you should. I may with my Bronco later on. Yeah. I painted um, a bed frame this year with a paint gun. Oh, yeah. And it was hands down way, way, way better. Faster, easier. I wouldn't say it was faster. Quality, though. But the quality was like tremendously better than just a rattle can. Uh -huh. I use that high end stuff, though. Rust-Oleum, ah. hard hat. Yeah. It's not like the cheap Rust-Oleum that you get yeah, at Home Depot. It's the stuff, it's like 15 or 16 bucks a can. I would be surprised if you could match the quality. I mean, it's a welding car. It's a tool in the garage. You probably don't need it. Yeah, it's, I'm going to be honest. I did a decent job, but it ain't the prettiest. I would say furni if furniture goes in your house, you should, you should spray it. In I'm thinking to, more automotive. In order to Panel keep, painting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Although there's guys that like roll Rust-Oleum. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. Not on automotive. It's all over YouTube. No way. Yeah. That's disgusting. So you know what I do to keep the moisture down in my airlines when I paint? Kitty litter? Yeah. Yeah, like the crystal kitty litter. Mm -hmm. Work pretty good? Yeah. I have steel pipe that's like three inch diameter. You could just get like an exhaust pipe or something, couldn't you? And well, neck, you neck run it down. pressurized air through it. Yeah. You just, what, 70... To 90 PSI? I don't know. I I uh, regulate it at the gun. So I have like 100 PSI in it. It's like a bomb. It's cool. <laughs> can you edit that out? <laughs> can it's, we just blur, blur, it's, can it's we a, throw the bleep on that one? It's a steel pipe that's that long uh -huh. and three inches diameter. Kitty litter. It's full of kitty litter. Air comes in one side, runs through the kitty litter, that sucks all the moisture out. Goes on the other Do side. you have to change the kitty litter out occasionally? I never have. Still works. Still works. Hmm. It's been. It's a good uh, idea for the folks out there. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's get into three D printing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just had to catch up with everybody. Let everyone, uh, you know, know what's going on. Yeah. Um, this is something that we had talked about today. We were we were coming up with our topics for the day as we do, mm -hmm. and lately I've felt really overwhelmed when I get online okay, and I'm looking for ideas, I'm looking for things to talk about. And yeah. I'm just like, I'm seeing so many new, like little niche products. It's like a barrage of news stories. It And it would be really easy to pick, pick a few out and be like, Hey, have you heard about this? Yeah. Have you heard about that? Yeah. Have you heard about this new fledgling technology? Yeah. And then it got me thinking like, how much of it actually makes it? How much of it actually is impactful right? and goes the distance and people start to use right? way less? Yeah, you, that's a valid question because you and I have seen behind the scenes on some things as well. And uh, 
I've seen situations where I know the reality and then I see the press release and they don't always match up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Things are, at the end of the day, everyone is like, we're in, we're in a business, we're in an industry and we're trying to increase adoption of whatever tools that everyone is using. And uh, we do that through the news, like everyone does. And it really doesn't even matter what the industry is. It's just the reality of marketing today. It's strange. Speaking of marketing and these tools, there's a company that we've talked about a lot in the past that's 3D printing houses. Yeah. And they've used marketing to their advantage. So much so. And everyone should. Everyone should. Well, everyone tries. Yeah. But... You know, they're actually making progress. I think they printed one house this year and they've broken ground on, um, I've seen some pictures where it, there are several homes in situ right now being built. Uh, I don't know like the current state of things. You want to see? Yeah. Would you like to yeah. uh, have a Who look Who are we here? talking about? Icon. All right. Icon. Check this so, out. Yeah, I do remember talking about Icon in the past. There's, okay. There's at least five houses right there. Is that, that's a rendering. No, it's not. I can't tell. That's not a I'm rendering. At That's real dirt. Down. Is it? Yeah. Why would you render in all the like the broken ground back there and all that stuff? It on it honestly. Maybe it's your screen. That's really hard to tell. It's real. Okay, I'll trust you. It's real. There's a man right there that's like partially covered. There's just too many details that a rendering wouldn't have. Uh, what are you talking about? Who's gonna put the man oh, in there? Just like halfway hidden if they're yeah, gonna model the hidden. person in they're gonna make sure they're in full view okay i agree with that just person. little things like that i, I come on you. it just because of how this the type of screen this is and the angle i'm looking at it it just it's very glossy well it's uh it's a real See, those, thing those are all renders right yeah these are that's a rendering this is a rendering clearly okay notice how there's no so, equipment or anything even with the so house built house right two there out of three of those in the render renders but you're certain that one's not. This is real. Look, it's got... I can't see it. <laughs> there's packaging on the... There's packaging on, like, the wood and okay, wrinkles. Yeah. There's, and like, just, dirt on the packaging. Okay, okay. Come on. Okay. There's a an old junky hose that's in the in the frame. Dude, you should be respectful to that hose. <laughs> Who knows what that thing's used for? <laughs> um, anyway, they're following through kind of on, on their stuff, so much so that you told me this little bit of news. Yeah, that uh, tell tell they us want a, they want a contract from NASA to build road, <laughs> roads on the moon and houses, right? And yeah, houses and other I think type of infrastructure. This is wild. It is wild. We'll, we'll come with more. Fifty-seven on that. million dollars. That's how much they were given. Yeah, to just continue developing technology that would make it possible in an anti-gravity situation. I mean, continue might be the word because they. I guess they won a grant in 2020 for um, developing a, a platform to build dwellings, houses mm -hmm. on the moon. And now this is a follow-up to that. So probably, yeah, continue. So is that I what guess. this is all for? Is this all just in an effort to, to like build homes so. on the moon? Do you think, think that so. was the original idea? And they're like, well, you know, let's, let's test it out by building 100 homes in Texas. That would be very ambitious. And it's What if? Yeah, it's, it could be. It could be, but I don't think so. I mean, it seems like that would be a huge distraction. And 
my guess is that these, you know, this is probably profitable, but it's probably not like a huge cash cow. It is now. According to the latest interview that I watched with some of the icon representatives um, and what's made it become profitable is the median home price has gone up. So they've always said that these were going to cost about 400 grand um, a piece. And the market was slightly below that in Texas for a while. Yeah. So this was actually going to be more expensive than a traditional home. And since then, prices have gone up and they've held at 400. Why would they do that? Why would they hold their price? And how how much of the okay they're building the basically the whole home right they're they're the they're the yeah. contractor for the whole home I would and then assume they're printing so. it. they're printing a portion of it they're uh, only printing the walls okay the the foundation's still traditional poor but they they're the contractor they're the developer for the whole community right I would assume so I don't understand why you would keep your price stable it's another sales tactic well maybe people weren't willing to pay a premium for the homes well they weren't before. And that's probably why they're holding that price point because they're like, hey, see, the market's now outrun us and we can hold to this price point. That doesn't make it more profitable, though, if they didn't change their price. No, it doesn't make it more profitable. It would make it less profitable because the building materials have all gone up in price. Sure. But eh, no. Yeah. Because the building materials were probably priced out at their peak during the pandemic. So they probably came up with the $400,000 price point back then. And they probably can hold to that because actually building products have gone down. They're trending downward. Right. That's true. Um, So I don't know. Maybe maybe they are more profitable because prices are falling on building materials from when they set the $400,000 price point. But it is a benefit to them to be able to market the idea that, hey, now this isn't actually for the first time ever. This is the more affordable home option. Yeah. Regardless. It's given them a, a chance at the moon. Have we ever really been to the moon? That's where you want to go? <laughs> I mean, we haven't been back. Okay, Kyrie. <laughs> Flat Earth, dude. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. It's it's fun did, to think did you about. Watch the it's fun launch? to think about. I, I didn't. Oh. Why don't you tell us about it? It was cool. I wish I was there in person. It was the largest rocket uh ever launched i think yeah i think well it sounds cool i i'm pretty sure it's bigger than. are we spreading we spreading misinformation (laughs) yeah fake news uh no i'm 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 pretty certain that it's the it was the largest rocket ever launched um and it was a joint uh it was it's a joint program from all of the big name aerospace companies that you know of and there are 3d printed parts on in that program you love to see it Love to see it. You love to see it. Yeah. Well, aside from these companies that are that are doing some cool stuff with 3D printing, getting back to the companies that are they're making new technology, they're making new things. It's hard to really find what to like grasp onto. Yeah. You just have everyone shouting into the same space. So at what point do we know like something works? Is it when GM or Ford is like we're using this technology in house. Is it even then that you can trust it? Or is there a step further? At what point do you start taking something seriously? That's not ours. That's not a Stratasys product. That's not an exact metal thing or Velo. Yeah. Like at what point do you take another competitor seriously? 
Yeah, so <clears throat> I'm, it's definitely not lost on me that we're part of this. Oh, yeah. You know, like we, yeah. we, we put out content into the, you know, ethos, ether, whatever, <laughs> exos, ourselves. Yes. So we are part of this. Yeah. Let, let's just put that on the table. Okay. Okay. Uh, I think it's most powerful when you are hearing this from a third party that has no apparent connection or no incentive. Somebody to... who paid full price for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but if they're a user of the technology, then perhaps they have incentive to increase adoption, even on the user end. The, the trouble I have with this is this is kind of like YouTube, right? YouTube's actually a pretty raw form of this. We've all, if, you've, if you're a YouTube consumer, you've watched people grow. Like you have to have at least one channel that yeah. you, you saw start from scratch and work their way in from being kind of regular Joes to now there's paid advertisements on their channel. Yeah. Or sponsored I'm gonna, content. Can I, I'm gonna use these brand names and I'm gonna use the channel just cause okay. hard plumbing. Okay. These are a bunch of kids up in like Northern Idaho that build these crazy stupid Barbie Jeeps. That's how they got famous is they build, they put like four wheeler chassis under Barbie Jeeps and it, they're really fun. Yeah. And it's a fun channel to follow but they started getting given products. And you can see in the background, the products that are really getting used. And there was one, I've talked to you about this, the Arc Droid. You don't remember this? Uh, this oh, is yeah. a plasma okay, I cutter. Remember. I do remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Most plasma cutters are on an XY, and you know they just hover over the top of your sheet metal. They yeah. cut it out. This Arc Droid is on like a, an arm system. So it's yeah, got like it's a like single Epson, elbow. It's like an Epson robot. Yeah. So it's still working on an X, XY, but it's not on a gantry. It's on an arm. Yeah. And uh, it can do some cool things. And I think it's allowed for some flexibilities. And they, you could tell they were really using it when they mm -hmm. first had it. Mm -hmm. It's probably been six months or so now. Um, and now all of a sudden they have like a 10 by 10 table. And yeah. I don't know if it's like a Langmire. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know what it is. Well, maybe that prove the utility of the automated plasma cutter, you know, and it was like that, a stepping uh, stone, stepping stone. Yeah, that's right. okay. That's, that's possible. It's totally possible. And I know they still use it, but when they do now, it's like it, it has, I think, a trace feature, which I think is yeah. actually pretty useful. Like you could take, you know, uh, any shape and you could trace over that shape and it will remember the path. Yeah. And then it can go ahead and cut that later. So yeah. like say you had an intake manifold or something you needed to match up a flange, you could do that. Yeah. Um, which you wouldn't be able to do with like a traditional gantry style system. I mean, I don't I don't really have a problem with product sponsorship and placement like this. Um, but just I, don't like, tell me it's like your favorite tool ever if you don't know yet. Yeah, That's just my be point. realistic. I, I like to watch be like transparent. the one year reviews on stuff. Have you ever seen these? No. So if whether you're looking at a pocket knife, a watch, whatever, like I like watching the one year reviews to see how it's held up over time and oh, use. Oh, yeah. And like these are the things that I love about it. These are the things that have kind of bothered me or that I might change. Yeah. Those are my favorite. I actually did watch one of those recently. For it, what product? It was, it was called Freck Trade. The heck? It's like an automated trading <laughs> algorithm and tool. So so it's not a mechanical product. No, it's an algorithm. Okay. Well, yeah. How was that? 
the guy did not make enough money to justify the cost of it. Okay. So I was like, perfect. So you won't do it. So I probably won't do it. Um, have you seen, do you, do you know, a bomb? Yeah. 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 I follow him on Instagram. Yeah. So cool dude, but people came to know him as like the, the manual machinist who had big tools and crammed into a tiny shop and he just did what he could and it was very approachable. Mm -hmm. And now he's got a new shop, new big CNC equipment, uh, some sponsored stuff. He's got a milling machine that has like a 20 foot bed or something it's huge and you can see in the comments people are like oh he's sold out he's changed (laughs) because you you presented with opportunities you take them and it would be hard to say no you know i just i like my dirt floor shop yeah why would it's cool you know know? so i have no problem with that as long as people are transparent about it you know and when you become like a like a mouthpiece for something or you give every excuse to it that's when i think you start to have an issue but we're talking about kind of two different things now i think well yeah i mean in what way tell me well it could be the same if you were if you went to a news outlet and they're and they're portraying themselves as a news outlet maybe an industry specific news outlet but you can tell that they're just being fed press releases from companies like to me that's not something that should happen and that's that's my point with us i think that's where we come in yeah this is my this is my take on this podcast in general is like i don't want to be that yeah i don't want to just be a mouthpiece not that we're this big amplifier but i don't want to just take these press release press releases from stratasys yeah. or these other companies and say and we've done this in the past we've dissected some of those we, on we had air. a whole episode on not a whole episode but we had a significant portion of an episode (laughs) on how to read a press release yeah you remember that yeah and i want to be i want to be trusted by the people who listen to us that hey like they're going to take a press release and they're going to boil it down to the basic points and give us what's what their take on what's important about it is and i'll say when we when we go in and we consult with people like there are definitely times where we say uh this is not the right thing for you there are times where we say, this is not the right thing for you or anyone else. And there are other times when we say, like, eh, this is not the right thing for you, um, but something coming down the line is. Yeah. And that's what we do in person. And we we would do this on the on the we would do that on the pod too. My point is, even though we sell Stratus's equipment, I don't want to be Oh, dude, they they just back them yeah. no matter what, you right. know, true blue through and through. And like as much as I want to do that and be that, you know, if we're falling short somewhere, I want to like I want to protect myself and my own yeah. name. Um, but I also want to be like, hey, you know, we're struggling a little bit right here right now. Like, let's let's think about some other technologies for the time being. Here's old reliable like FDM, for example. I like being able to fall back on something that we know for sure is good. Um, not saying that we've we've put the wagon before the horse ever, but I just don't want to have the feet like anyone have the feeling when they listen to us that I have when I watch a certain channel that's like, oh, this is the best thing ever. We just unboxed it yesterday. 
Yeah, right. And like, of course, everything's pretty good. Like the day you unbox it, if right. it's bad from day one, then you probably don't think, even put the content out. I think the underlying tone here is like you're just tired of searching for stories for this pod and then having to ask yourself, like, what? What's worth talking what's about? What's worth talking about? What do I feel safe talking about? Yeah, I mean, well, like, and we're going to get into this later in the episode. I do want to talk about some like budget friendly printers. It's the holidays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we want we're, to talk about. I guarantee we're both getting questions like that. What what printer should I buy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about some some entry level printers that like I do recommend. Um, I wanted to see if there was anything new out right now. So I just did a quick Google search. Yeah. And what comes up? Those like generic, the 10 best uh, printers yeah. under $500 yeah. in 2022. And you click on those. And we've all done it like and we've all bought things off the first page we opened like, oh, this is have, number one on the list. We all done that? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've definitely kind of I've, I've locked in at least to a product and been yeah. like, oh, that was number one on multiple. It puts lists. it on your radar. Yeah. Yeah. And then you do your research and you find out more about it. But these are all affiliate linked things like these are all websites that make their money off you clicking and buying and. Not that everyone's not smart enough to just know that, but and there's no problem with that. the The problem here is like you, act, these people, the writers, if it's even a person, have no <laughs> firsthand uh, experience with what they're supposedly reviewing. You know, so it's like maybe one person writes a review or a company puts out a press release or something, mm-hmm. and then it's this game of telephone where that goes to this person, and then that person is the source for this person, and then it's this big circular thing, and you end up with a website where it's like the top ten things. And it's it's just a salad of keywords that yes. probably hit the Google SEO. The salad. It's probably just Google SEO, like from top down with uh, Amazon affiliate links. Sure. And that, that even gets into the review aspect. Like, and this is why I like the YouTube reviews, one year in review, because you can kind of be critical of the YouTube owner, the channel sure. owner. And you can watch their past videos sure. and be like, okay, they're a reliable source and watch their stuff. Or you just get a feel for who's yeah. leaving the review. The one thing I don't understand how it could possibly be effective are these YouTube videos where it's just these reviews being read by a text-to-speech program. Oh my gosh. Yeah, no way. How could anyone possibly buy things off that? I don't know. I this is I'm not going to get into this one because I have a take on this and I'm going to avoid getting there. But yeah, I, I agree. It's probably less than trustworthy. Have you ever watched a full one of those videos? Be honest. I, I don't know if I've watched a full one, but I've probably watched more than I care to admit. Yeah. Of one just like it, it, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. And totally. it's like, OK, this is probably not trustworthy. But like even Amazon reviews. Have you ever read the bad reviews? I don't really look at Amazon reviews. Okay. Well, I do occasionally, right? If it's got like three or four reviews or even a thousand, like a thousand's probably too many. When it's got, let's say, double digits or less, uh-huh. I like to review, read the positive and the negative. And a lot of times when you read the negative, you're like, this person was the problem. Like, and oh, you can yeah. you can tell just by reading the review. Like, yeah this person was the problem. Like they didn't read the description or they didn't understand how to use it or whatever. And they're just mad. It didn't work like exactly like they hoped it would. So I don't even trust like Amazon reviews. You don't trust people. Eh, I trust some people. Yeah. I'm selective. 
But you really shouldn't trust like anonymous. Yeah. Online accounts. Yeah. That, and that's my point is I hope that, you know, whatever we say on this pod is like something that the people are like, okay, you know, they'll shoot it straight. There was an article I read maybe four, four weeks ago about a person in the industry and I'm sitting here reading this. I was like, this is like a glowing review of this person. And in the byline, you know who wrote it? That person. No. Yeah. I swear to you. Please forward that to me. <laughs> I'll have to hunt it down. That is awful. Okay. So th- this is what I'm talking about. We want to stay away from that. Yeah. Now let's get to the printer list. Okay. Let's just give out a couple printers. What's the I number only know one? A couple printers. Okay. When someone comes and asks you, like, hey, Tyler, like, I'm going to buy a, a printer for my little brother for Christmas. Okay. What printer are you recommending? I go to Google. I type in best printers for Christmas, and I just tell them the first one that comes up. I don't know. Really? The only, okay. So there are a few. You're you're not you're not even you're not even real anymore. When's the <laughs> last time you even touched a printer? Hmm? <laughs> hmm? Why don't you tell our Why don't you tell our print heads? When's the last time you even printed something? Hmm. Define print. Oh my god! I need a this legal definition bad. before I answer this is that bad. question. It depends on the definition of is. <laughs> okay. Well. No, but for real, there are there are a few names that are respected in that category, and so I usually would refer people to brand names in like brands, not specific models instead of specific models because I just I don't know the details, and usually, you know within a specific brand, there's going to be a few different models at different price points. Mm-hmm. Just let them decide. Yeah. Well, what are those brands? Prusa. Okay. That's number one for me. Yeah. It's a little above some people's budget. Um, if they're not looking yeah. to spend like over 300 bucks. Yeah. But in terms of longevity, it's the best, uh, it's the best desktop printer. Yeah. I was helping a coworker search for one on the local classifieds or even eBay just to see if you could find one that was like, Maybe a kit not put together mm-hmm. or something like that. Lightly used. Yeah, something like that. Anything? Um, uh, not a lot. Really? People yeah, hang on to these. Yeah. I saw a lot of no name, like unknown name printers. Uh, Taz is one. Have you heard of uh, a Flash Forge? Yeah, I've heard of that. I don't have a lot of firsthand experience. I have no firsthand experience with that. So speaking of reviews, this one gets decent reviews on Amazon if you do put any stock in that. What does? The Flash Forward Adventurer. Yeah. I think I've I've heard it's like some 300 decent bucks. things. And it's got a full enclosure. I mean, you're going to get what off you the pay shelf. For. You're going to get what you pay for. Uh Creality. That that was going to be my number 2. Yeah. Creality. Like we we have customers who have the Stratasys systems and still have like some Creality's on the side just for like if they have new interns or people they need to get familiar with 3D printing, like they still use them Yeah. Um, or teach people how to work on machines with those. If you're not trying to run a business, <laughs> they're good. They're, they're cool tools to have in the home. I, I'm a big proponent of putting a printer in your house at whatever price point you can. Even if it's resin? Sure. A resin Experiment. system. Experiment. I mean, I, no one's going to go out and buy a hundred thousand dollar resin resin system for the home. Like, oh not. yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not. I'm not. No. 
If I if I had two nickels to drain, I've in, seen people buy like, uh, you know, old professional systems that are way after end okay. of life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like hundreds of dollars, and they they'll come and be like, "Hey, how? What can I do with this?" And you're just like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> some people make them work though. Yeah, they I've, do. Some people make them work. I mean, if you're an engineering firm and like you're willing to dedicate your resources into making this printer work instead of making your product work, great, probably can. Not a good idea. Not recommended. Not a good idea for most people. Yeah. If you're a hobbyist, if you're a hobbyist, if you're just some dude that's got 50 projects in his garage going on, maybe yeah. like you or me, like this, that might be a fun project. Maybe, but I've found over the years that those are usually complete waste of time. Is that right? Yeah. Is that right? Uh, you'd rather just spend that's the, an admission. Okay. So you'd rather, you'd rather put someone down this road if they were looking to get into 3d printing. Oh yeah. than an old, uh, pro machine for sure. Unless you were going to harvest it for parts or if you were thinking, uh, maybe I can turn this into something that's going to become a source of income. Like, third party tools that live on top of the machine, the platform or something that's like uniquely tied to that. Don't buy an old printer that's up for auction at the university or, you know, definitely not a university printer. Yeah. Those things get used very, very poorly. Yeah. Uh, okay. So if you're going desktop printer this holiday season, recommendation. Yeah. I would say like a Mark three or a Mark four Prusa. I can, still haven't heard anything about their their midsize. What is it like a 15 inch cube? Oh yeah, machine. I yeah. I still don't know anyone that has one. If you're a listener and you have one, I want to hear about it. Yeah. Um. In fact, while I'm asking, um, if there is one of these like these, you looking at our time? We're yeah, good. I'm just looking, We're good. Yeah, I'm just um, if you are. If you happen to have one of these machines that we may or may not have brought up and you're like, hey, this serves a purpose, you know, this is a niche product, but here's how I use it. Like, we want to hear about it. We want to know about it. Um, and maybe we'll talk about it. If maybe, you can. But I don't know if I trust that. Well, you know, we'll do some <laughs> we'll do some digging. We'll do some back and forth. Figure it out. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Those are that's that's the Christmas list. Those are the those are some of the names we trust in the benchtop market. Creality, uh, Prusa, and Taz. Taz. That's yeah. That's one. I mean, Flash Forge is another one that I'm seeing it's a maybe. At, at a good price point, and it's a maybe. I know nothing. I don't know anyone that has one. For me, just looking at it, uh, it has an enclosure. So yeah. to me, it seems like a bargain to have a system that comes with an enclosure so you don't have to build something after. i do have one friend that has a printer that he uses quite a bit and it's one of those three-in-one machines where it will do printing and then it has a little laser, laser cutter on it and then it does something else oh you can put like a little router on it cnc yeah what is that it's a three-in-one google it yeah i'm gonna because it's it's one of the top names in that and he seems to like it. He does cool stuff with it. He just built a uh, a Geiger. <laughs> First thing that comes up: best three-in-one 3D printers <laughs> exactly. of 2022. Exactly. Uh, I am gonna click on it though. Is it the Snapmaker? Yeah, Snapmaker. That's what it is. Introducing the Snapmaker. 
He okay. likes it. He does? How yeah. much do these cost? When the first I think they're over a thousand bucks. It raised over two million dollars and connected over 10, Oh, this was a on uh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. We're bringing the next generation of advanced technology. I wonder whatever happened to that anchor. The new Snapmaker printer is faster, smarter. Was it Kickstarter? Should I look it up right now? Yeah. Live action. Anchor 3D printer. A N K E R. Is actually, I think they came under fire recently. Them in a company called Eufy. They were selling uh, home security cameras does that you, maybe weren't so secure. Does Eufy also make those little vacuums? The little smart vacuums. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe. E-U-F-I-F. Yeah, Eufy. Right there. They make oh, little vacuums. So Eufy is Anchor. Yeah, looks like it's part okay. of the Anchor Innovations Group. Um, it's the number one most funded 3D printer on Kickstarter. So yeah, remember we did still, a story on that. Yeah. Is it available today? Did is is it shipping? Can you tell? They've got a shop uh, extension on their website. What's that counter? It says hurry. Offer ends December fifteenth. Pre-order okay. the M five. Get a oh, coupon pre pack for so pre-order. Still on pre-order. Man, still a good-looking machine. Yeah, but we talked about. You know these things take time. I guess so. Uh, Look at that Benchy. It wow. looks like the Benchy. Oh no, I was gonna say it looks like it's got a little string on it there. They yeah, didn't, it does. They didn't it's take off. It's not. It's just the uh, little zoom. Oh, okay. Mark built-in uh, AI camera monitoring. It's yeah. still there. Yeah, it's still there. It's still there. It, it hasn't been delivered to the people. But what has is the uh, the Prusa 15-inch cube model. Anyway, uh, it is 15 inches, I think. Let me double check. Do you remember what it was called? Nope. Dang it. It's got to be there. Don't. Is it the MK3? It's not the MK3. No, it's not. You can buy these assembled or unassembled. Oh, it's the original Prusa XL. Oh, XL, that's right. 36 by 36 by 36 centimeters. Okay, that's just under 15 inches. So I was just thousand bucks. This is still pre-order. Okay. So it still hasn't been. 2,000 bucks. I mean, that's pretty spendy for a home tool. Hmm. Um, Shapeoko just released their, I think it's like a fifth yeah. gen. Each of um, us have machines that were that expensive. Well, the new Shapeoko is like 3,500 bucks. Do you think you... it started out being like a thousand dollar machine when it was a Kickstarter? It was like a thousand bucks. And it's steadily gone up, but but its capability is incredible now. Yeah. The newest machine is amazing. I kind of want to trade mine in. One, one tool I want at home is a laser cutter. Oh, my gosh. I want to get into that sweet, sweet Utah wall art scene. Oh, my gosh. You're such a nerd. What's wrong with what's wrong with the plasma cutter? It's metal. That's you why just I want metal signs on their walls. You want wood? Yeah. Paper? You want it painted wood. You want painted, yeah, painted wood. Do you paint the wood before you laser it? No. Okay, just checking. Just checking. What do I know? Why are you so mad, dude? I don't know. Why are you so mad? All right. Anyway, that that's really it. I do, man. When is this? They'll be processed. The pre-orders will be processed in the second half of 2023. What the heck does that even wow. mean? So they're early, early pre-order. So nobody even has one of these yet. No. I was, why, why are you talking about it? I just wanted to get people pumped. I'm doing free advertising <laughs> for Prusa. The XL, it's a $2,000 machine. Do you want to share your affiliate link right now? <laughs> no. 
So I am still very interested to see this thing and how reliable it's going to be. Prusa has been really like for the most part, a reliable yeah. hobby system and they yeah. last for years to come and they but have good getting, customer service to that's difficult to, control. which we've talked about. Yeah. yeah. When you scale up, you scale up problems. Yeah. So sure. anyway, any uh, last words of wisdom? You, you have a YouTube of the day perhaps that we can leave the customers with the print heads i I should say so there's a channel that i've been watching a lot over the past few months (laughs) and he's taken a pastime of mine and turned it into a lucrative youtube channel it's called two minute papers and what's the pastime looking up research papers oh and then you do like to do that and then telling people what you just read okay so so that's what he does I just, excuse me, I just looked this up. Yeah. And it looks like everything's AI related. Every, a, a lot every of it single recently, thing. Recently, a lot of it recently. Uh, cl- actually, Which everything you've been talking about lately has been AI related. Not everything. You I've guys are on the same about. wavelength. Do you just watch his channel? No. But he is usually on the forefront of this stuff because he can whip up a research like review within a day or two of the paper being released. And I'm not looking up uh, AI research papers. I'm usually looking up printing related research papers, but he will hit these way before the news media hits these because he's actually looking at the research research. And they're probably watching his videos to get the more and more version. More and more now. So there's one that's actually worth talking about. It's an NVIDIA... It's this 3D latest. models. Yeah, check this out. Dear fellow scholars, this is Two Minute Papers with Dr. Karo Jonai Fahir. Today, we are going to see how this new AI can create entire virtual worlds out of thin air. And to do all that, we don't even need to be a professional artist. This can do so much. But how much exactly? Well, let's give it a hard time and see what it can do through four really cool examples. And then it gets even better. I'll tell you in a moment huh? why. He's like, one, he's got me on it. Pause it, pause it. He's like this perfect combination of complete dullness. He's like the little the- guy in a video game, Back Alley, that's like telling you where to go find the yeah. next clue yeah. or the next thing to get you to the next stage his voice is like so monotone but it somehow still has energy behind it yeah and he's got a few sayings he does he does some weird inflections yeah with his voice here so Uh, what is what does this do so it's a it generates 3d models with textures uh based on prompts so just like some of the text image image generators that we've been playing around with yeah except it does it in 3d and it will skin them and they can all be varied so not only will it vary the underlying 3d mesh so you could 3d print this you could uh potentially i don't know probably closer to like a game asset that's not necessarily a solid model but you said it's we can we can take the skins though right you could probably 3d print it and you could probably 3d print it in color but there's a couple things that he does where if he's getting to a uh, a point in the research paper where it's like the punchline or like the crescendo, 
he has this little icon that shows up in the top right and it it's just this little 2d icon with a hand on papers and he's like hold on to your papers oh my gosh <laughs> that's so good and then usually after he explains that he'll be like what a time to be alive <laughs> It's so funny. This every, is this is video. like super nerd stuff. Yeah, Nvidia is really just you're a geek, dude. A smaller car, the doors and windows you love now this stuff. have different placements. This is an excellent showcase of an AI technique that actually understands I mean, look at all these variations what it here. is generating. And now here comes my favorite. They also promise text-guided shape generation. Hmm. Does this ring a bell? Oh yes. We can prompt this technique like we can prompt a text-to-image AI like Dolly 2. That would be amazing. But have a look. This is a previous technique. So this trying hits on to a give really important different point animals, here. tiger stripes, or actually, I am not even sure what this is trying to do or make these dogs a bit fluffier. This is Those the previous no best from earlier this year. Unfortunately, so it's improved that much. Yeah. Whoa. The pace at which this stuff is improving is scary. Remarkable. Okay, look at this. Wow. Now the new method. And look, I mean, it's it's fusing a sheep with a tiger. A, a with pig. A pig. Tyler really is impressed by this. I am. I, I'm I am impressed really by impressed it too. By it. But I'll be honest, when I look up YouTube videos, I'm looking at something that's going to help me. Entertainment? No, not. Well, yeah, a little bit, but. I like things that are applicable to my current projects. Oh, yeah, but this is really applicable to our industry. It's true. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we talked about this, what, two episodes ago or an episode ago where yeah. we were talking about how AI could affect engineering Oh yeah, in, like, 3D modeling. It's been kind of a theme for most of the year in different capacities. This I mean, we had cool. a whole series on automation. Like, we had, like, a three-part series. Did we? Yeah, we did. We didn't plan it that way, though, did no, we? No, we didn't. We just were harping on that topic all summer. Well, we're running out of juice, Tyler. Okay. Um, is there anything you want to tell the print heads before uh, we shut her down? Um, we will not be better. We are not <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Tyler's unapologetic. But we do appreciate you. Hey, uh, I have a new ad. Oh, from you? Juicy Filaments. Oh, great. <laughs> I have not proofread this. Do you dare? Oh, yeah. I mean, this that's is... why this is not live. Okay, good. If this is bad, bleep it out. Here we go. Oh. Hey, print heads. Feels like the holidays are upon us, and I think we can all agree that if you love someone, you need to spend too much money on them. That's why this holiday season, Juicy Filaments has removed pricing from our Juicy Filaments. Juicy Filaments are expensive, and seeing a big price tag while you're online shopping can push you away from expressing how much you love your fellow print heads. Don't worry about the price of Juicy Filaments until 2023. Just order the filaments you know they'll love, and we'll bill you next year. <laughs> Shop carefree this holiday season and drench your loved ones in Juicy Filaments. <laughs> For... Four out of five filamentalists agree <laughs> juicy filaments are wonderfully expensive. <laughs> I told you what he told me the other day in the hallway no. when I bumped into the CEO of Juicy Filaments. What? He said, you can't afford juicy filaments. <laughs> I was like, when can we expect to see juicy filaments? And he's like, you can't afford juicy filaments. I guarantee as <laughs> soon as he said that, 
a light bulb went off in his head and he wrote that ad in his head right after making that little snarky comment. Well, you know, I have seen some Juicy Filaments merch make its way around I the some. office. I, I don't have know, some. I don't know if he's planting it. Uh, I, I have don't... a holographic sticker. I have a fridge magnet and I have a regular. Sticker. I can't wait till the sweaters come out. Oh, sweaters. You never know. At the rate merch is showing up, it's definitely showing up faster than the actual print materials. <laughs> it's purely a merch company at this point, I think. I love it. All right. Well, on that note, uh, happy holidays to everyone. Enjoy time off if you don't have any. Sucks to be you. Um, but definitely spend some intentional time with your uh, your loved ones. Yeah, definitely. Spend some time with your family. For sure. Tyler doesn't have loved ones, so he doesn't know how to react to that statement. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Tyler's a robot. And on that note, <laughs> we'll talk to you later. See ya. See you later, printheads.